Good morning. Welcome to Boiling Springs Baptist Church. Thank you, Malcolm, for kicking off our worship this morning. We appreciate your music and leading us today. We are glad that you are here with us today. Today is a, a special day in the life of our church. Today is Founders Day. Um, and so we are excited to celebrate our church and to remember our history and look ahead to our future as well. And so we are glad that you are here this morning. If you are a guest, uh, we would invite you and everyone to take a look at your bulletin that you received on the way in this morning. If you are a guest, there is a tear out that is attached to the bulletin. Um, if you would tear that out and to fill out the information on the front side and then place that in the offering plate as it goes by later in our service, we would love to be able to connect with you this week and to talk to you more about our church. And we're so glad that you're here with us today. On the back of that tear out is a place for prayer requests. If anyone has anything that you would like members of our staff or other members of our church, or if you would like that to be placed in the prayer room, uh, we would invite you to fill out that prayer request form and to place that in the offering plate as well. Today, immediately following our service, we are having a covered dish lunch in the LEC. Uh, we invite everyone to come and enjoy a meal together as we celebrate Founders Day. There are plenty of announcements and dates and things to be aware of on the inserts in your bulletin and on the back of your bulletin and that have been running uh, on the slides and so we hope that you will be attentive to those things. We are so glad that you have chosen to worship with us at Boiling Springs Baptist Church this morning. We welcome you and we're glad that you're here. Our hymn is number 566, Oh God, Our Help in Ages Past. 566, if you are able, please stand and join in singing.
be seated. I invite the children to come forward for lesson on the steps. Come on, Miss Georgia. Eliza, you want to come with us? All right. All right, Georgia, now I have a job for you. Can you do it? Can you sit real still and hold my toolbox? Just hold it, okay? You can hold it, okay. All right, our scripture today is coming from 1 Corinthians 12, verse one. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are special talents. God gives these special talents to Christians. There are many different kinds of gifts, but all the gifts of the Holy Spirit come from God, and all the gifts help others grow in strength and faith. Now, Georgia's holding a toolbox down here, and it's, let me hold it a second, okay? I'll give it back. It's got all kinds of things that we fix things with. Do, do we have to have a talent to fix things? Yes. Yes, we do. We have to have a gift. You, you, you have to get a, get a cart and fix it. Okay. It okay. Give me one second, okay? God gives us gifts. I know there's people in the church who use this hammer to build, mm -mm, to build houses. This is Miss Ellen's hammer, okay? This is Miss Ellen's hammer. She saved this little hammer. So this, we're gonna hold on. But there are people in this church who build houses. There are people in this church who build ramps for people. And they have a gift. And God gave them that gift. Just like the screwdrivers and the wrenches and everything. People use that with their gifts. And that's why we have a toolbox. But right here where we are in this church is our toolbox. Yes, it is. Because all these people in this church have gifts. Gifts that they need to share with each other. And we do that. Pastor Keith went on a mission trip. He shared his gift. People go, well, I share my gift and time on Tuesdays and Wednesdays when people come to the food closet. But our gifts need to be shared. God did not want us to cover them up and not let them be used. So this is our toolbox right here in this room. So every day I want you to think about what your talent is. And it doesn't have to be with a hammer or a screwdriver. You wanna hold the box one more time? All right, hold on tight. But use your gifts. God gave them to us to share, not to hide. So let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for this church that we have a toolbox. And Lord, as you look around us in this congregation, there are many of us who have tools that we need to take out of our toolbox and use. Lord, we thank you for this day. I thank you for my children and the smiles that are on their faces and the faith that they share every day 
wherever they may be. Take care of them, Lord, as they are beginning their walk and they are your children that you are sharing with us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning, church. Today, Boiling Springs Baptist Church celebrates and remembers 171 years of ministry here in this place. I say here in this place. That may be across the street, uh, but for the last 50 years, it has been right here. And next year will be quite a celebration on our Founders Day as we will remember 50 years uh, in this facility, being our sanctuary and educational space. And so preparations are being made now for next year and what will be a very big celebration. And if you would like to be a part of such planning for that celebration, please let one of our staff members know and we would love to include you in that and to make that time a very special time. But today as we look to the past and think about present realities, we are reminded of what Ellen has just shared with our children that it is the gifts of God's people that has led us to where we are today. Gifts of service, gifts of ministry, gifts of teaching, gifts of generosity, and many others. I wanna share a very similar passage with you from Romans 12, verses four through 13. Paul writes to the church, to the, to the Romans, for just as we have many members in one body, and all, are the member, all of the members do not have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly. If prophecy, according to the proportion of his faith. If service, in his serving. Or he who teaches in his teaching. Or he who exhorts in his exhortation. He who gives with liberality and he who leads with diligence. And he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without hypocrisy and abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor, not lagging behind in diligence. Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, preserving in tribulation. And what we talked about last week and throughout the month of September, devoted to prayer, contributing to the needs of the saints. And the last Paul mentioned was practicing hospitality. This morning, following a hymn that has been uh, specifically written for a day such as this called Candles of Witness, we will hear from testimonies or hear uh, updates from our current leaders, Le leaders who are using their gifts and working with others who are using their gifts for the upbuilding of God's kingdom. I'm not telling you anything new when I say that worship and service are not the only agenda for this morning. And they do not only take place here and in this place and at this time each week, but Bowling Springs Baptist Church has numerous ministries of which many of you are a part of. And many of you who are just beginning to learn about Bowling Springs Baptist Church and making your home here, uh, we would be uh, very open to share even more with you after this morning about ways that you can be involved. My hope is, is that as you hear from people this morning who will be sharing about ministries, that uh, you will not just be hearing information, but you will be hearing what God is doing and the ways God is working, both within our church and within ministries. Some of it may sound just like information, uh, but hear it all in the context of worship and service and opportunities that God may have for you to plug in and be involved here in the greater ministry of Bowling Springs Baptist Church. Scripture we just read, Paul compels us to pray. Paul does this often in his writings, encouraging others to be devoted to prayer. And with that in mind, will you join me now in prayer? 
Our great and awesome God, we praise you for this special day, for 171 years of Boiling Springs Baptist Church. The way you have worked in generations past, we give you praise and thanks. We know it's your desire to work and move among your people today. And so, Lord, move among us. Continue your work in us and mold us, shape us, that we may, as we mature and grow together, that we may more clearly reflect you in all that we say and do. We ask for your blessings on this service today. Bless and lead each one that's sharing this morning. We ask, or we thank you for the many gifts and talents, Lord, that you have blessed this congregation with. Lord, today we ask that you would stir our hearts towards a closer walk with you. Stir our hearts to greater acts of service. Stir our hearts that we may simply, that, that we simply cannot help ourselves in sharing your message of love and salvation with others. Lord, as we come to you in prayer this morning, we're mindful of those sick among us and those sick within our nursing homes and homebound. And Father, we ask for your healing and your touch and your mercy on their lives. Lord, for those dealing with grief this morning, we ask that you would be the good shepherd and that you would be that God of comfort that we know you to be in times like this. This morning, we pray for Reed Murray, who has been moved to hospice. We pray for your presence in his life and to be felt in a strong way. We pray for Irene and family and others as they care for him. For those struggling with important decisions that must be made soon, Lord, we pray for wisdom and for guidance today. For college students who are here, some may be freshmen, maybe some older, Lord, who are dealing with new thoughts and new teachings and um, uh, new realities of, of being away from home, Lord, we do pray that they would look to you and trust you. And we are grateful for their presence here today. For those serving you today in churches, whether locally or globally, Father, we pray that you would guide their paths and bless all their local ministries. Those serving you as missionaries, we ask that you would bless them protect, them, protect them, provide for them, and grant them fruitful ministry. God, as we conclude our time in prayer right now, Lord, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, in whom we have redemption, in whom we have forgiveness for our sins. Father, may everything that we say and do today bring you honor and glory. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would take your hymnal and open the inside back cover, you'll find the hymn in celebration of Founders Day. If you are able, please stand and join in singing Candles of Witness.
Again, I'm Terry Hamrick, and I'm not the pigeon lady, I'm the card lady. <laughs> Think about Mary Poppins and the lady that fed the pigeons every day. I got my cards out this morning, and I, that was what I thought about. Okay, I'm the card lady. Haven't seen you in a while, but I want you to know that um, we have a ministry. It's called CARE, Christians Actively Reaching Everyone. Now, everyone doesn't necessarily mean the church members. It means the community. And if you aren't familiar with it, then you need to listen up because we need you, okay? Um, we meet on Wednesday nights most of the month. Um, the first Wednesday night is not an active time because we have some people that do lots of other jobs on Wednesday, so we do it on Thursday for the first Thursday after the first Wednesday of the month. We meet in the care room, and if you're not familiar with the care room, it's right off the lighthouse. If you're not familiar with the lighthouse, go down the educational hall, and it's, you can't miss it. You just go right into it. Okay, so I have lots of cards that I've received, and I keep my cards. Some of you may not care anything about it, but there are people around us who are hurting, who are celebrating, who are just needing a word of encouragement, and that's what we do. We also pray, we visit, we call, and if you let us know someone needs us, we're right there for you. We're always open for you to help. We're very informal. We like for anybody to come anytime they can. We're not going to hold it over your head if you don't come. It's just a very informal thing. We'd love for you to be there. Um, I usually start on the first Thursday after the first Wednesday around 4.30. The other groups have changed their time, and now they meet from 5, and it's from 5 to 5.50. It says 5.30, but it's from 5 to 5.50 on Wednesday nights in the care room. Love for you to come, I encourage you to come. Um, also, I want to add for the information for the Dorothy Edwards, they meet Monday, tomorrow at 10 a.m., not two. And like I say, it is 5.50, that was the one that was voted on, and it's an, it says 5.30 in our bulletin. Um, I encourage you to participate. I encourage you to give us your information. We need your contact information. If, you would, if you've received a card, raise your hand. You received a card because we have your contact information. We know when your birthday is. We know when you celebrate your anniversary. Those are the kinds of things we need, and we need an updated address because we do get cards back once in a while, and we're not sure how to get them to you. Um, also, I've got some uh, ladies and a gentleman down here. I need for you to stand up, please. Today is Grandparents' Day. I wish all the grandparents in the room a happy Grandparents' Day. I'm a proud grandparent. And I appreciate my grandchildren. I love them very much. If you are a grandparent, please raise your hand. They would like to give you a card. Go ahead. Go. Thank you for your time. All right. Well, while they're finishing up, um, good morning, everybody. My name's Kenny. Um, I'm coming to you from our newest committee, which is the Security Committee. And we had to kind of start from scratch. And so the first thing we decided was, well, we need a security presence on Sunday morning. So the first thing we did was we started a security team. Now, if you would like to be a part of that security team, I would love to hear from you. Uh, right now, I feel like I'm asking the same five people every Sunday, uh, and that gets kind of tiring. So that's taking them out of worship, and I would love it if maybe they only had to miss once a month or once every two months. So if we have more people sign up for our security team, that'll make it a lot easier on everybody. Um, after we got the security team started, we realized we don't really have a good way to communicate with the other people that are working that given Sunday. So we had to purchase uh, some walkie-talkies. If you go into the workroom, you'll see about 
I believe it's six or eight yellow, bright yellow walkie-talkies. Those are not toys. Those are for us to use, so please uh, make sure that those are on the charger. If you go by and see the little red light's not on, just put it back on for me. And then we realized, okay, we need to identify who is the most vulnerable and who do we need to make sure we protect the most. And we quickly discovered that was the nursery. Um, so for those of you who have been to get your child and maybe the door's locked, I wish I could say that I apologize, but that's our way of trying to make sure that the kids stay safe. We also make sure that the nursery workers have uh, a little yellow walkie-talkie as well. I won't name the nursery worker, but I got a call uh, one Sunday morning. Um, Kenny, can, can you come unlock the door? We, we locked ourselves out. <laughs> yeah, not a problem. Um, so we do our best just to try to keep everybody safe. We currently, um, I don't like to name names as far as the security committee goes, but I will name one. Russell Bowles has been just a huge blessing for us. Um, he's very knowledgeable when it comes to security and safety. And we're working closely with him trying to establish, uh, and I hate to say this, uh, but trying to establish a class here or a training for an active shooter. Uh, currently, Cleveland County Sheriff is working on getting theirs established. Once they have their training program established, then we'll be one of the first ones uh, to take part in that training. So I know some of you sit in the same place every week. We would love for you guys to be a part of that training as well, because we would like for you to have a job to do. Um, you're not going to be actively roaming the, the facility. It's going to be more just knowing what to do in case there's an emergency. Um, most of what we have done this whole time is just establishing procedures and protocols in case something were to happen. One of our big goals moving forward is making sure that the public is educated on what we need to do in case there is an emergency. And with that, I'm actually um, proud to say we have our first class coming up. We're partnering with the Parish Nurse Committee to to do a stop the bleed class. And I'm actually gonna let Sherry, uh, Sherry Hines talk more about that. Good morning. Um, I'm here representing the Parish Nurse Committee. Um, first thing I do want to talk about is what Kenny um, briefly touched on, and that's the Stop the Bleed class. If you don't know what that is, um, we want everyone to attend. It's not just for those of us that have had a medical um, profession. It's for lay people. It's for people of all ages. It was actually initiated by the White House and Homeland Security after the Sandy Hook. Do you remember Sandy Hook and up north in 2015? So this is not something we're just doing locally. This is a national initiative. Um, how many of you, how, how long would you think it would take our local EMS down in Bowling Springs to reach here if we had an emergency on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday afternoon? How long would it take an EMT to arrive here? Five to 10 minutes I hear behind me. Do you know how long it takes to bleed if you have um, a, a bleeding trauma? You could die in less than five minutes. So that's why we're having this class, to teach each of you how to control bleeding until EMS can arrive. So again, October the 7th at 3.30, it'll take less than an hour we plan to have fun. After we have the class, we will place some kits throughout the, um, throughout the church. My nurse came out at me and started to say hospital. <laughs> we will place these kits throughout the church. 
We'll educate you as to where they are. Um, again, these are things we don't like to talk about, but medical emergencies do occur, and we need to be prepared for them. So that's what the class is about. Next, I'd like to talk to you about these first aid kits. I hope you've seen them throughout the church. The parish nurse committee has purchased these first aid kits. There is a kit beside every AED in the church, which we'll get to in just a minute, the AEDs. Vanna over here with the AEDs. There's also a kit like this in the vestibule. If you need to use anything out of this, please do. It's not the bleeding kit. This is just for Band-Aids, ointments, those kind of things. But please let the church office know if you had to use something out of this so we can restock it for the next person. Now, I want to talk about AEDs. Some of you have had AED training here at the church. Some of you have had it at your work. Um, we offer it a couple of times a year. We just trained all the staff and a few other people in CPR and the use of the AED. So now, we're going, to talk, we're going to have a little group participation. We have four AEDs in the church. They weren't just placed randomly. We had an expert come in and, and tell us where we could place them, where we could reach them quickly in an emergency. So somebody tell me where one of the four AEDs is located. In the back of the sanctuary. That's, one, that's this one, actually, that I pulled this morning. The cross hall directly behind the sanctuary has an AED and a first aid kit. Okay, that's number one. Where's the second one? I can't hear. Yeah, upstairs in the educational building, right by the elevator on the second floor, right at the water fountain, is the second one. Third one? The north entrance. We moved that one. All right, we moved the one that was on the north entrance, and the reason we moved it is because we wanted to move it to the prayer room so you could reach that if you're here playing softball. If you're out on the campus for whatever reason, you can actually get to that AED in the prayer room. That room is never locked. So there is an AED there along with um, another first aid kit. Okay, and then the fourth one. In the LEC, right. And we put that one there because that one's not only for church use, but that one's use is for the daycare as well. So those are the four, the one across the hall behind the sanctuary, the second floor at the elevator, the prayer room, and the LEC is the location of um, the four um, AEDs. The other thing um, that I wanted to mention to you is the parish nurse committee is very active. Um, we try to plan monthly health emphasis. This is actually dental hygiene focus for us this month, so we're doing some things with the daycare on dental hygiene. If you ever want to know what we're doing, our bulletin board is out beside the church office. Um, I would like at this time, if any of the parish nurses are here, if you'll stand. I know Lizzie's over here and Barbara's back over there. I don't know if anybody else is here. <laughs> Julie's behind us. Thank y'all for standing. One of, the, one of the reasons I wanted them to stand is because please utilize us throughout the week. The church office has our numbers. Um, I don't feel like I get enough calls from you. I don't think they do either. Call us if, if there's anything you need. We don't, we don't mind at all. That's why we're on the committee. We don't want to be just active on the days that we meet or we're putting up bulletin boards. 
Call us for any of your health concerns. The last thing I want to leave you with is one of the things that keeps me awake at night, and that's worrying about you and your health when we're all together in this sanctuary. If you come in feeling ill or feeling sick and you need to walk out, please don't walk out by yourself. Um, make sure somebody knows, hey, I'm not feeling well, I'm going to walk to the bathroom. Um, if you walk out those doors, you know, this is one of the things I met with the security team about. If the security team or somebody's not in the vestibule to see you leave, we don't know where you've gone. So please, if you're feeling ill, don't keep it to yourself. Let somebody know if you have to leave the sanctuary. Okay? I just want to keep your safety in mind. And please feel free to ask us any questions. Thank you. Jesus commanded every believer to go and make disciples. So everyone in this room that's a Christian should be a disciple maker, should be sharing Christ with somebody. The evangelism committee has been busy working over the last several years and if you'll see in the pew in front of you there's a blue card like this and if you know of someone that has moved into the community near you, please fill this out and drop it in the offering plate or give it to one, a member of the staff or to me or somebody on the evangelism committee. And we need to make contact with these people. I, I bumped into somebody this week at the Quick Snack who has moved here and he said, there's Baptist churches everywhere. I said, yes, there are and everything. So I tried to encourage him and, and to see if he would come. In your bulletin, if you will take it out, there's a white insert that says survey card. So please take your bulletin and take out that white survey card now, please. Every one of us has a story to tell of how we came to know Christ. Whether it was a Sunday school teacher, a Bible school leader, a family member, a pastor, a friend, a coworker, or somebody that cared about you to share Christ with you. Take a moment right now, there's a pen in the pew rack, and fill out this for the evangelism committee. Put your name and your phone number and your email if you have email, and check off all those that apply because somebody has said to me already today, well, I had more than one of these to influence me in becoming a Christian. We wanna know who has influenced you. So please, if you will, fill that out. It doesn't take but a minute to put your name down there, Check off those things that are important and drop it in the offering plate when the ushers come in just a moment. October is going to be outreach month. We're going to be focusing on evangelism. Each Sunday morning we will have an evangelistic sermon and we will have testimonies being given during that time of who influenced people to come to know Christ. All of us have a story to tell. And as I said, Jesus commanded us to go and make disciples. How are you doing in going and making disciples? You don't have to go across the ocean. You could go in the next room in your house because you may have a family member that's not a Christian or across the office or at school or in your neighborhood. Let's try to seek people out that need to know Jesus. We had three baptisms in the church last year, none this year. We need to get busy, folks. 
and share the love of Christ with people who need Jesus. Our ushers are coming and we're gonna be receiving the offering, so if you will, drop that survey card in the offering plate as it comes by. Let us pray. Father, you've commanded each one of us to go and tell and to go and make disciples. It's just not mandated for a few, but every believer who has accepted you, been baptized, is mandated to go. We thank you for our church. We thank you for her history as we celebrate Founders Day today. But Lord, help us to be a beacon. Help us to reach out to people who need the Lord. We pray that the gifts that we give now will be given so that we can reach people in the community so that your word can be spread, not only here, but around the world. We pray this prayer in Jesus' name, amen. Tim Quattlebaum. I'm chairman of the deacons. Um, I'm just going to say a word about our deacons. It is more of a uh, ministry uh, for service. We do have a deacon family ministry plan. And so um, our deacons do minister to certain families in the church, all the families of the church, but each deacon is assigned about 15 to 20 families. Um, at this time, it's the time of year that we need to nominate deacons. So uh, I'm going to ask the ushers we do have our nomination ballots here. 
On the nomination ballot, it has five blanks. We would like for you to nominate five people. On that, also on that nomination ballot are the people that are ineligible to be elected or to be nominated as deacons. That is the current deacons and deacons that have not been off of the board for two years. So if you will, take a few minutes. The last week and this week we had a um, list of the um, residents of our church. So we would like for you to, all members of the church, if you will just indicate as the, as the usher walks by, they'll give you a ballot. And uh, Roger's gonna play a song softly as we do this. And um, when you finish, if you'll pass them to the ends of the aisles and the ushers will come back by and take them up and put them on the um, communion table. And then after church, we will uh, count those. So thank you for uh, assisting us in this process.
I, along with 10 other members of Bowling Springs Baptist Church, well, nine members and one guest that went with us, were a recipient of your faithful prayers and donations that allowed us to have a wonderful trip in Guatemala, a wonderful, as far as a safe trip, but uh, good team camaraderie and an effective witness and work uh, and service while we were there. And uh, I personally want to say thank you for your support of missions through Boiling Springs Baptist Church. We support missions in various ways here at Boiling Springs Baptist Church. We do that locally uh, through uh, different ministries here in Shelby and of course the food pantry. But we do this throughout our state with our state missions offering, which by the way, let me go ahead and say now, Wesley Smith came by here a couple weeks ago and gave us a, a word of excellence. That, um, but this is, we were the third highest in the Greater Cleveland County Baptist Association for our gifts to the North Carolina Missions Offering last year. Much of these funds go to what we have referred to as North Carolina Baptist Men, but it's now North Carolina Baptist on Mission. And uh, that offering will begin, the emphasis for that offering will begin next Sunday as well. And uh, we think about that. Uh, a lot of these funds have gone to help with uh, families that have been in the path of a hurricane. As we hear about one right now, that is uh, headed our way, uh, possibly late week. And so please know that your gifts to the North Carolina Missions Offering go to help in many, many ways, not only here in our state, but really around the world and with what we did in Guatemala. Uh, there is North Carolina Baptist money in that as well. Let me mention some things uh, briefly. This, these items were in your new church newsletter for the month of September. But a number of career missionaries have gone out from our congregation. Each year, our church offers opportunities to give and support those who go to share the gospel. Audley and Della Jo Hamrick worked with Indians in New Mexico with the Home Mission Board of the SBC. Carol Tesner Tate served with the Home Mission Board as the director of the Baptist Center in Greenville, South Carolina. Bonnie Dowdy, who you heard from earlier, went as missionary with the International Mission Board of the SBC to South Africa and from our church to work especially with children in South Africa. After his retirement from Garden Web University, Phil and Wilda Perrin worked for two years in Tanzania, one year in China, and for shorter terms in 14 other countries. Buddy and Meredith Moorhead served in Honduras, along with many of you here. Our former pastor, Carol Page, has gone to India many times and helped establish three schools. He's taken church members with him on some of the trips. Other foreign missionaries who have made their uh, homes with us after they retired are Georgia and P.A. Klein, who served in Thailand, and Jack and Ruth Partain, who served in Tanzania. Our church has encouraged members who have gone as volunteers to nations including Belarus, Belize, China, India, Kenya, Guatemala, Romania, and South Africa. Members have gone as volunteers to many places of need in our homeland as well. Again, we are grateful. You hear uh, throughout the year of opportunities to give to local missions. Uh, like I said, here in our community, you have North Carolina offering, you have home missions offering, and then we have our global missions and our foreign missions offering the latter part of the year. Uh, your gifts, you may not always hear of how your gifts are used, uh, but I was a recipient myself, not only of your gifts, but also of seeing how these gifts are used from a state level uh, when we were in uh, Guatemala. And so uh, please know that uh, your gifts are used to advance the kingdom of the Lord, both here at home and around the world. And as you have opportunity to give and to give as much as you can. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. 
I guess I'm supposed to give a state of the church address, uh, the state of the building address. So that's what I'm going to try to do. Um, I feel like a permanent fixture on this committee. Uh, I've been on it, I don't know how many years, but I, I know this church very well. Um, I know the good and the bad and the ugly, so I'm going to try to lay it out the best I can. Um, it seems like almost on a daily basis, I get a text from somebody. And that somebody's hiding. And it's always, I need this. Is that right, Heidi? I check on this, check on that. Well, a lot of phone calls go to either Richard Green, which church, we need to be thankful for him and all the work that he does in this church. Um, there's more lights in this church than you realize. Um, and, you know, Richard is getting a little bit older, so he's not gonna be able to be getting up that ladder too many more times he needs some help so uh, with that in mind you know if any we have any other electricians or we know somebody that we can call just let me know um, also the other phone calls go out to Buster Bryson so we have a plumbing problem here we have a plumbing problem there but they get fixed um, and there is a lot of other things I, I'm, I'm not gonna go into uh, all of them but i just want to let you know that um there's some things that if you if you look around that we do need to address and a lot of those problems we do not address them because there's no funding there or not enough funding now you see some big sums of money here uh, uh, but we're holding some of it because we're waiting on air conditioning to go out and that's a big expense and that's the air conditioning that goes to this sanctuary. So, um, and, and then there's, there's, there's a lot of other things. I don't want to go into every bit of it because Matt will fill you on, in on some of it, I believe, with uh, what he's going to be talking about. Uh, but folks, how many of you have had a knee replacement? How about a hip replacement? How about shoulder? Things wear out, right? <laughs> things wear out. Well, things are wearing out and we need to fix them. And the only way to fix them is if we have funding. There, there is, if you look in our budget, there is a line item. It's, uh, I think it's called Building Enhancements and Improvements. But folks, I'm not asking you to take away from your tithes. I pray for this church our church, my church, that you continue to tithe, but you seriously consider that fund there. We need some things repaired. So please think about it and please pray about it. Thank you. Sometimes when you don't, even if you don't have a particular gift, you wind up being the chair of a committee. <laughs> I, I'm, some of you can probably relate to that. Uh, so long-term planning, okay, uh, is our committee, and we've been working with building and, and ground since uh, actually back in uh, back in last winter. I guess that's why they call it long-term. But uh, 
we've been trying to prioritize our needs and we, we do have a lot of them as Jamie said and some of them are major. Uh, that includes the, the windows in the uh, educational building. Um, you know, they're 50 years old uh, next year. And so we're trying to put together some kind of uh, program where we can raise this money and make, make it go along with the 50 year anniversary to get some of the re these uh, repairs done. Some of them are safety issues as well, which of course uh, that's, that's very important. So uh, sort of stay tuned uh, in the coming months for and, and be ready for uh, a presentation about what we plan to do, what we'd like the church to do. And yeah, it involves, it involves money, uh, but you know, it's absolutely necessary, we feel. And, uh, and so we'll try to move some of these long range projects up into the short range category and uh, get these things done. So please, please pray about it. Thank you. Good morning. The scripture today is on page 1028 in your pew Bible, Colossians 4, 2 through 4. Continue steadfastly in being watchful in it with thanksgiving. And pray for us also that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I am in prison that I may make it clear as I ought to speak. thank each of you who have shared this morning. My remarks will be brief at this moment, but uh, thank each of you. Uh, I know for some it's easier to get up in front of uh, folks than others, and so thank each of you for your words this morning. As I said earlier, next year, Boiling Springs Baptist Church will celebrate 50 years in this facility. In 1969, is where we were at 50 years ago next year, many of you participated in this famous walk that I have heard about and that many of you have heard about that have been here and uh, you were born after 1969, you've heard of the famous walk. And I thought today we might at the conclusion walk uh, back to the original facility and then that way lunch would be ready and no, I, I, you're, not, you're not going with me there. But, because uh, you got next year, we got to walk back here, right? So we need to walk there this year. No, okay, all right, well, we, we won't stick to that today then. 
But um, in the last 50 years, numerous opportunities for ministry and missions and service have taken place here. And in order for us to continue these opportunities uh, for Boiling Springs Baptist Church, we need to take heed to what Jamie and what Matt Whitfield were saying and what Bonnie was saying and what all the care min- all the different ministries were saying about the work that we are to be about here at Bowling Springs Baptist Church. The church is going into a time that is unprecedented in its future. Uh, over the next several years, repairs and upgrades must be made to this campus, repairs and upgrades that could could total several hundred, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars or more if we did everything that we would like to do and some of the things that we need to do. A place where families can continue to grow and worship and serve together. A place where ministers can continue to hear and respond to the call of God. And a place where missionaries can continue to hear and respond to the call of God. Our efforts in planning and securing steps needed for our future will take time, energy, and great effort. And if we are not careful, all of our time and our energy and our effort will be focused inward towards us and taking care of our needs in this campus. My proposal to you this morning and the central part of my message as we conclude this service that talks about a lot of things about Boiling Springs Baptist Church is we must also spend that same time and that same energy and that same effort, if not more, to focus outside our walls to our local community and to the world that God has called us to live within. Opportunities abound almost weekly in areas of service and sharing God's love with our community and with our world. This month of September, there's two opportunities that you have at the Shelby Mission Camp to go and to interact with about 200 internationals and security individuals that will be staying there. There's two coffee stations set up there in times that we are going to man, in a sense. This is all for the equestrian uh, world games that are coming into Mill Spring just down the road from us. Again, opportunities both to, to witness and to talk with locals, but also those that are here from other countries. In October, we have a great emphasis on evangelism, and we encourage you to, to play a part in that in appropriate ways. The importance of prayer moving forward for our church cannot be overstated. The tasks that are before us are much bigger than we are. Um, the missionaries in Guatemala, as I see John and I see a few other, Lana Logan's back here, I see some that went on the international trip to Guatemala. The ministries that uh, Roger and Vicki Grossman are involved in in Guatemala are so much bigger than they are. They need so much more funding than they are able to, through their contacts, are able to provide for their ministry. That ministry operates on a tremendous amount of faith and generosity from those who see and believe in what they're doing. And uh, for us to continue to move forward in ministry, it will take time and energy and commitment. It will take uh, a generous spirit on behalf of those uh, here within our congregation. And it'll take some creativity as far as how we can go about doing some of these things that are much larger than we are. But in the midst of it all, prayer has to be of utmost importance. And the scripture that Sandy uh, read wonderfully just a moment ago, it says, devote yourselves to prayer. It may word differently in different translations. But prayer is an opportunity for us to commune with God and to grow in a relationship with God. Two things that I want to say about this quickly, and we'll begin to close, is that uh, we have a prayer room, as Sherry Hines mentioned earlier, that has an AED machine in it now. And the reason for that is that prayer room is open 24 hours a day. If you go to the north end of our campus, this way with the softball field, there is a door on that side of the church that says, where it did say, I don't know if the sign's still there, it said prayer room. That door is unlocked 24 hours a day, and we encourage you to go in there and use that prayer room. 
Next Sunday, we're going to show pictures up here, I hope, of a prayer room that's been renovated a little bit. There are some more comfortable chairs that are being placed in that prayer room this week. And uh, right now, there's some hard benches in there, which don't lend themselves to someone spending more time in there praying. So we are uh, updating that prayer room with some other ways as well. We encourage you to, be, uh, to, to use that. I know some local law enforcement and medical personnel that have come in here in the middle of the night before, after maybe they were on a, a, a hard scene and uh, came in here and, had, and have used our prayer room. But we encourage you to do that. The other thing that I mentioned in our uh, September newsletter was prayer walking. Some of you, this is a familiar term. Others, this is a new term. But it's simply uh, praying. I love what I put in the current. It's praying on site with insight. As you're walking by someone's house, many of you walk up and down. I see many of you walking up and down Main Street here in front of Gardner Webb, or you're walking in your community. And uh, what if we add prayerful intentionality to our walking? As we walk by a home, we see a playground there. There's obviously children or grandchildren there. Let's pray for the parents. Let's pray for the children. Let's pray for all who teach those children, all who are involved with those children. And as we do that, we'll begin to see our heart begin to change. Maybe God would plant some ideas about how we can minister better to our children. As you go by homes and you see uh, evidence that maybe there's just a single person that lives there, or maybe we know that uh, they simply live there alone, well, that can change our prayer concerns for that home. But as we walk with intentionality, with prayerful intentionality, the things that that can do in us and that God will do through us uh, as we do that uh, cannot be named here this morning. I want to close just with a passage of scripture from Colossians, and I want to read this, and we're going to close. Sandy read one just earlier. If we back up into chapter 1, verse 15, Paul wrote to the church at Colossae, He is the image of the invisible God. This is talking about Jesus Christ, firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is also the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself will come to have preeminence or first place in everything. For it was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness of God to dwell in him and through him to reconcile all things to himself, having made peace through the blood of his cross. Through him, I say, whether things on earth or things in heaven. Verse 18, Paul concludes that verse. He says, he himself will come to have first place or preeminence in everything. Some of you are sports fans. Some don't care a thing about it. But all, most sports have what they call a center position. Everything moves from the center. In football, the center hikes the ball to the quarterback. In the basketball, sometimes the offense centers around the center that would be under the goal. In Christ, we have, I mean, in, in the church, we have a center. And that center is Jesus Christ. All of the ministries that you've heard from this morning, the care ministry, building and grounds, evangelism, the missions, and I know I'm leaving one out, but all the different ministries, we have one center that brings us back, no matter what committee or where our gifts lie in service. And that is Jesus Christ. My hope and prayer this morning is that you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. We're going to have a hymn of invitation in just a moment. I would love to talk with you about that more than anything today. Is Christ the center of our lives? And my hope and prayer that as we move forward, he will always be the center of our ministry and of the church that we call Boiling Springs Baptist Church. We're going to stand and sing a closing hymn of invitation. Uh, that hymn is number 
565, God of our past, who by your spirit. Let's stand and sing together. If you desire to talk about church membership, I would love to talk with you about that this morning as well. Let's stand and sing. Today is Founders Day, and we, I think it's maybe somewhere in our Constitution or something, I don't know about that, but we, we have to have lunch on Founders Day. Lunch is prepared, lunch is ready for each of you in the room, member, non-member, guest, college student, we invite you to come and join us over in our LEC. If you'll go directly out this door and just follow the crowd to the fellowship hall where you will walk through the line and then we have plenty of chairs and tables prepared for you in our 
uh, LEC, and so we hope you will plan on joining us for lunch today. One quick word, on October the 20th, we have one of our church members who has a very special birthday, Carolyn Hamrick, uh, will be turning 90, and uh, one of the things we're going to prepare for her on that day is an ice cream social. And um, we need uh, to talk to some of you who would be willing to make a turn of ice cream, homemade ice cream. You can talk to Terry Hamrick about that, and we just encourage you to do that. We are glad that you are here today. Let's close in a word of prayer. Father, thank you for your presence. Not only today, but as we think about the history of Boiling Springs Baptist Church, we are grateful for your presence and how it has guided us to this moment today. Lord, we pray as we think about the next 50 years, Lord, that they would be greater than these last 50. That, Lord, we would see people come to know you as Lord and Savior. That we would see your name uh, proclaimed throughout our local area, our community, and our world. Bless each of us here today and remind us of the gifts and talents that you have placed within us that we have been called to use for your glory. Father, bless each one here today and bless our food and our fellowship around the table. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.